Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz, and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Sheets, where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time, and here with me, of course, is We Are Cats. Yo-ho! Okay, just to let you guys know, sorry about the past couple of weeks why we didn't have any podcast, life, work... Updates. Yeah, so a lot of things were coming, got in the way, so 100% sorry, but we're going to try our best to make up those lost time, so... And here we're going to go with it. First things off... The WWE Draft. Hooray. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to go through each round, name, uh, let you guys know who went to what, and tell you what we think of each round. So, let's go. Round one. Well, well, just to be clear, um, I'm just going to name down people. I'm not going to say who, were, who, where they were at before, and then afterwards. I'm just letting you know who's... Who's now going to what, period. Yeah. So so forgive me if we're not giving you more, more detailed information. Of course. Uh, so it happened on Friday Night Smackdown, the first of the month. Yeah. And the first round was uh, one, two, three, four picks. So um, Roman Reigns, obviously, Smackdown, he has mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Big E is moving to Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Smackdown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think people are... I don't know if this is dirty. Bianca Belair is going to Raw. Uh, no, she was always on Raw. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, wait, because Becky Lynch jacked her. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, the thing is... Okay, so... It's a smart... Here's what I think. It's a smart move to put Big E on Raw. So they won't have any confrontation with... Uh, Roman Reigns, rumor has it that they might try to set up something for them to go down at at uh, uh, WrestleMania next year. But then again, it's rumors, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's good to separate them. You know, it'll give Big E some um, breathing space and see if he could, you know, sink or swim. Uh, eventually, I think he'll swim. Uh, Flair moving the SmackDown. Eh doesn't matter where she goes she's good you know she can walk the walk and talk the talk um problem is does she have to relinquish the belt because it's raw she's moving to smackdown unless Uh, unless you know they have her in in raw and then she loses it so she can go to smackdown yeah maybe who knows or unless if they get becky lynch to go to raw then they would have to trade belts or she stays at Becky two belts. Nah, doubt that. Um, Bianca Belair. Okay, I don't mind seeing her being on Raw, but they better do a good job with her. You know, like I said, I'll say it. I am not. I'm not ashamed of saying it. They did her dirty. They did her wrong. She should have had a longer title reign. But they did what they had to do because of ratings. Because they fear AEW. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that the the week of uh, oh the week of punk. Yes, that's all. That's the only reason they did it. Mm-hmm. And it backfired. Oh yeah, it did. It did big time. Uh, now we go to round two. Mm-hmm. New picks. Um, Drew McIntyre is going to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champs. So it's not like if you pick one one person who's in a tag team or in a group, that counts as the whole group. Yeah, but you can also do the choice of splitting them up. Or taking both. But in this case, they're taking them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw. 
Okay. So RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle, Matt, and Riddle, Matt Riddle, Raw. Okay. However, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. So while Biggie is is going to Raw, mm-hmm. the New Day is going to SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Reverse roles, but okay. Yeah. And Edge and Edge is uh, going back to going to Raw. Uh, okay. All right, uh, McIntyre. I think that was a great move for him to go to SmackDown. He because he really has nothing else to do on Raw. He did everything he needed to do on Raw. He has nothing to do. Um, RK Bro, smart choice. Leave him there. Um, the New, New Day. Day um, they can go on either or brand. They're you know they're Teflon. Well, the point is you know even though you know, Big E you know they're a bit separated from Big E. The yeah. point is. They're still together in a sense as one group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's better to keep them together instead of like, oh, Kobe King is going here, but Xavier Woods is going over there. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's good that they're keeping them together. Yeah. Even so. though Biggie's uh, not with them. Yeah, he's there in spirit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, they're like Teflon. You know, whatever they try to do to them, they'll, they'll, they'll they can always find a way to bounce back. Okay, and the last one, Edge going to Raw. Eh, I don't know. To be honest, Christian is doing a lot more better than him. <laughs> and how? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, good. And round three? Uh, I guess this is a tag team. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Mm-hmm. They're heading to SmackDown. Okay. Uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash mm-hmm. Raw. Okay. Uh, the team of Hit Row Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dola, Ashante, The Adonis, and B Fab SmackDown. Okay. And Keith Bearcat Lee Raw. That guy's a horrible name. Okay. It's just Keith Lee. I know. They're just being stupid. Okay. Alright, so. Okay, so the Happy Corbin thing being in SmackDown—that's fine. He's doing good. Is, give him a gimmick and he'll run with it. He's—he's he's that good. Um, the women's tag team champion doesn't matter where they stay; they're still going to be champions. And there's only one belt for for both brands for the women's tag team. So they get to jump. So even though they're officially on Raw, they get to jump around. Yes. It doesn't matter. Or they jump around if they have no choice because SmackDown's like, oh, I'm going to take the, the, the tag Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they're the only ones with more freedom. <laughs> In a sense. Um, but we know how they treat the tag team division there. Um, okay, so Hit Row. Hit Row's from NXT. Um, it's, good to, it's good to see them go to SmackDown. I think they'll shine there. Wish them the best of luck. Like, really, I wish them the best of luck. Because um, their track record from going from NXT to the main roster. Yeah, not so great. Mm. So I wish them the best of luck. Um, and uh, Keith Lee on Raw. Okay, I guess. But they're still misusing them. Just, yeah. Really misusing them. Mm. But. And then round four. Naomi, SmackDown. Okay. The Mysterios, Ray, Ray Mysterio and his son Dominic, they're going both going to Raw. No, they were still on Raw. They were on Raw. Oh, well. Yeah, well, yeah. Jeff Hardy is going to SmackDown. Yeah, he needs it. 
and Austin Theory is going to Raw. I would say what? Jeff Hardy's going to SmackDown because of, of AEW Rampage. Yeah. Um, I honestly forgot about Austin Theory. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I completely forgot about him. Um, He was down in NXT, and then now he's right here in Raw. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Good luck, I guess. Round two. Um, Yeah, this is all right. And then uh, on Talking Smack, then they had additional picks. So. Yes, and this is from the official WWE website. They're saying that I'll have to, I have to say this little paragraph, and I quote, As of Saturday morning, the following additional WWE draft picks have been announced courtesy of Talking Smack streaming on Peacock in the U.S. and WWE Network everywhere else. So here are the people that are either going or staying in Raw uh, from talk, via Talking Smack. Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. Alpha Academy, Otis and Chad Gable. Okay. Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. Uh, Dew Drop. Mm-hmm. Drake Maverick. Mm-hmm. John Morrison. Mm-hmm. Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24-7 champion Reggie. Uh-huh. And our truth is they're going to be the Oh, yeah. It. You got it. <laughs> T-Bar. Okay. Angelina Vega. Okay. Here's what I think of the raw, um, the raw choices. Okay, Tazawa, he's there because of the the twenty four seven. Our truth, Reggie, the twenty four seven. Those three are like, is carrying that belt, mostly our truth. But um, but they're still they're carrying that belt. Okay, Alpha Academy. I would have rather seen them go to SmackDown. Don't get me wrong, they're good on Raw, but I think you know, going to SmackDown, I think would have done them better. Uh, same thing with Dewdrop. Uh, and same thing with John Morrison. Um, Nia Jag. Well, and, and Selena Vega, too. I think Selena Vega should have gone there to SmackDown. Um, Apollo Crews. Yeah, so Apollo Crews, Drake Maverick, Nia Jax, T-Bar. I think they're fine where they're at. Uh, you know, just... Yeah, not... They're fine where they're at. I don't really think that they should move to brands, especially Ajax. And then, in, as far as SmackDown is concerned, whoever is going to or staying, uh, Aliyah, mm-hmm. Drew Gulak, right. Mace, mm-hmm. Mansoor, mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali, yeah. and Tony Storm. So they're either going or staying on SmackDown. Okay, what I would have done is this. I would trade Mace and get one of the other people who I said from SmackDown, from Raw, to go over there. And in case you're all wondering, as of this recording, uh, the night two of the draft will go on Raw, uh, 8, 7 Central. Yeah. Great. Which Grand. is what? 5 Pacific. Wonderful. So, yeah. Uh, overall, meh. Nothing too surprising. WWE, just WWE. Um... Let's see if they don't botch this up on Monday. And, um, yeah. Let's just see. Let's see what's going to happen next. Mm. Yeah, so not only that. Uh, moving along to AEW, we already found out where uh, Full Gear is going to be at. Full Gear will be uh, until, I don't know if something nasty is going to happen, but... 
It's scheduled to take place uh, on uh, November 13th, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, I'll find out the date it's on a, a little bit later. But uh, November 13th at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So they'll be debuting there. Yeah. Uh, um, here's the thing. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Uh, Minnesota itself um, is a pretty good wrestling fan area. But it's really hard to sell out there. Um, so let's just see if they can do it. You know? They have like about a month or so to get this show going. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but also to this upcoming week on Dynamite. And maybe Rampage. I could be wrong. Uh, Sammy Guevara is going to defend his uh, newly uh, TNT belt against Bobby Fish. That's going to be an interesting match. That's going to be a hell of a match. I think that's going to be a good match. Not only that, but we're going to have a casino, a mini Casino Royale. Uh, Which happens to be a table match, a, a ladder match. Yes, and the winner of that will get a, a automatic heavyweight championship uh, title shot. Against the current champion, Kenny Omega. So. Oh, well, yeah, they already. Well, they were. Uh, they've already announced who's going to be in there. For example, there's going to be John Moxley, I think Eddie Kingston, Andrade, and Pac. And then there's a couple more people and a Joker. So, rumor has it that the Joker. Um, well, they, they think. So could, far, we don't know. No, we don't know. But they're saying this like, here's the thing. Rumor is it could be someone from from WWE. Could be somebody from the Forbidden Door. Um, it could be somebody from Impact. Or it could be, quote-unquote, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. But there's also rumors that Bray Wyatt might be signing with Impact. So we don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, here's the official list. Uh, I had to look up Twitter to get this. Mm -hmm. um, we have Pac, Andrade El Idolo, mm -hmm. John Moxley, yep. Lance Archer, right. oh, yeah. Orange Cassidy, uh -huh. Matt Hardy, uh -huh. and The Joker. So, oh, okay. Casino yeah, ladder, okay. ladder match, winner receives a world title match. So, it's all those oh, I guys. I thought Eddie Kingston was in it. Okay, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, well... And you got other matches that are going to happen that, you know, the Dynamite Anniversary Show. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Serena D. That's going to be a good match. I think have, that's I think that's going to be like the match the match of the night. Or the or like the, the match that's going to steal the show. Mm -hmm. We have the Bobby Fish. Mm -hmm. The Bobby Fish match. And, uh... Wait, what is this? October 2nd? Mm. Oh, wait, that's the past. I know they had a, uh, a full lineup somehow. They had pictures. Yeah. But, um, no, but all, all in all, definitely the, the Hikaru Shida Serena Deebs match is going to be really good. Um, if, if Serena Deebs can pull a hell of a great match like what she did with Rio, I think she can get another hell of a great match against, uh, Hikaru Shida. Um, It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Well, Brian Danielson, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage going against the Elite, which is uh, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, with the Young Bucks, with Don Callis on their side. So that's mm -hmm. happening as well. 
Yep, that's going to be a great match. So, yeah, this this upcoming uh, Dynamite is going to be huge. And the reason why it took a while to get this information on mm -hmm. Twitter is because everybody's mentioning uh, Arn Anderson's Glock is now all elite. <laughs> oh, yeah, Glock Anderson. Arm, oh, yes. Armed Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so before we go, we have to talk about Dark Side of the Ring. The uh, There were this week's topic i would say maybe there's you know how in the last two seasons there was at least maybe one that was not too depressing you can consider it to be like the quote-unquote happy episode what, um like last like last season was a uh, new jack many people said that it was the new jack episode was like the happy episode and then season one was the slap that was heard around the world um, it wasn't depressing, it wasn't horrifying, it was just, you know, someone broke kayfabe. No, he stayed kayfabe. Well, Vince no. was the one that broke okay. it. Okay, yeah, see? And that, and he and he got so he, angered, uh, Dr. He, Death was so angered, you know, he's like, you know what, I'm quitting. And then he became a successful bounty hunter for a good while. He had a high profile case, uh, rescued somebody, and, you know, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though he's what Doctor Death, he's a he's a he's a pretty good guy. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. But this time around, this season, I guess so far, this is the, you can consider this the, I guess the happy episode. Yeah. Unfortunately, even though there were certain sad moments in it, um, but yeah, um, FMW. There Frontier were, Martial Arts Wrestling. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, here's my thought on it. There were things that I did know about, that I did knew about um, FMW. Like, how Nita got the idea of the barbed wire match. Um, and also how his other ideas, how he was the actual brainchild of FMW. What happened at the fall of FMW, you know certain parts with that as well of the of the ending of, of the fall of FMW that I, I'm going to be honest I did not know about until now and the one part that did really break my heart was when we were there, when they were talking about Hayabusa Ugh. great he was ahead of his time even though Anita himself says yeah he, he wasn't made for uh, death matches but he did them anyway yeah because he wanted to make a name for himself and if you look at any of his old matches to this day, my God, he was so influential. He was so influential. Especially when it came to the Lucha Libre aspect. The high-flying, the death-defying, you know. You can say that he was the closest thing to an actual Lucha Libre star. A Japanese Lucha Libre star. Him and Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Or like, I could I could think of the, the two that can come off the top of my head. That are like the closest thing that Japan has as actual authentic Lucha Libre wrestlers. You know? Hayabusa, the creator of the Moonsault. And, and the, the, his most famous, the first ever famous victim of the Moonsault, who actually would learn it soon after. And made it his own. 
Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And then you had Jushin Thunder Liger with the, the Shooting Star Press. Yeah, but he's not FMW. No, but yeah, but like I'm saying, when it comes to like... Innovations. And not, not innovations, but like, you know, uh, the closest Lucha Libre stars that Japan had was those two off the top of my head. You know, um, the one thing I did next, know. Next, also, you had a samurai and stuff like that, but those two were like the, the ones that come off the top. And of what I didn't know was uh, there was that one skinny girl who was going against that one fat girl. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene where I remember from some YouTube videos, like some people were reacting to it, mm-hmm. where she, she got, you know, there was a, like the big girl, she sprayed fire on her, the skinny girl. Oh, yeah. And I, I, can't, I keep forgetting her name, but the point was what, you know, that was awesome. But what I didn't know was, um, after the match, they had to drag her ass to the hospital. You know why? Because they said the fire, because she had a specific type of costume to wear, the costume burned into her skin. And I saw pictures, and she, and I, you know, forgive my language, she was, she looked real fucked up bad because of the burns. They had to pour water on her, and they're like, yeah, we got to get her ass to the hospital quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just shows that, I mean, I think she still wrestled after that. She's fucking tough. Tough as nails. Mm-hmm. And also that one inf- infamous moment of the, uh, what was it, the barbed wire from Hell match? Oh. Uh, in case of people who don't know what that match was, um, it was with the uh, Sabu's uh, uncle, the Sheik. Oh, you mean the fire? The, you mean the fire? The fire from Hell match? Yes, that one. That fire one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was Onita, and then I forgot who else was his partner. Mm. Going against the Sheik, Sabu the Sheik, and his famous uncle, the Iron Sheik. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was perfect. Mother Nature had different plans. It was bad. We're yeah. talking about everybody barely got out except for the Iron Sheik. And he suffered almost 60% burns in, out of his body. He still came out alright, but still, it was like, woof. Woof. Yeah. yeah, so... And it was funny that Sabu was like, you know, the the, the questionnaire was like, so would you, would you would you be angry, you know, are you angry that, you know, something like that happened to your family member because of Onita? He's like, no, fuck no. I'm not mad at him because... Uh, um, Onita gave me life, you know, that, that solidified the career of Sabu. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people owe Onita their career. Hell, ECW. Yeah, pretty much ECW. Well, Onita liked that, Onita liked that, um, even though, um, you know, at the first time FMW went under, uh-huh. he liked, you know, that ECW was continuing that tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think he uh, he's the only wrestler that successfully is kind of living the life per se. You know, he got out. You know, when he retired, shockingly, the first time. Yeah. You know, he retired. He was doing movies. You know, some movies, a singing career. You know, he can retire with millions, and is clean. Mm-hmm. And he has no debts. Nobody fucking with him. No, no nothing. Came out clean, like a clean record. And A-OK, despite the fact that he retired. Well, come on. Wear and tear. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a part, even he said, I can't do this no more. I can't do this no more. 
Even though the you know, even though the hamster in the wheel is still running in O'Neill's head, the body was just telling him, Hey, hey. Dude, we're not feeling so good, man. Yeah, I mean especially the the, the world the world you know, world legacy classic match of um Onita versus Terry Funk. Oh yeah. You know, that was some stuff I didn't know, like uh um you know, after the match he was it looked like, you know, he was getting paid a shitload of money. Didn't really translate that much. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Onita Anita handled the cash and he was just spending it on toys and gadgets and goodies and all that stuff. And then the relative the the, the, the the performers and wrestlers were paid not that much. Pins. So when it came to that Famous world classic, uh, exploding uh, ring death match, with mm. what electrified barbed wire? Or was it? No, not. Yeah, it was electrified barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, or it was exploding. Yeah, exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah, and then if they didn't finish in time or whatever, the whole ring would blow. Up. Would blow up. You know, the weird thing about Funk was that yeah, he was pissed off. He got paid shit for doing something you know a monumental classic. But at the very end of, of the, the documentaries, like, um, you know, what would you, so what would you uh, say to Onita if he were in front of you right now? You know, to the camera, he gave him two middle fingers, and he's like, <laughs> I would, I, I'd do this, but I love him. I love the guy. Yeah. Because, you know, I think FMW helped Funk's career, like, you know, going from the traditional to the hardcore. Reinventing himself. Oh, yeah. Big time. You know, especially that uh, he got a lot of pop in Japan, mm-hmm. and then associating with Onita, and and woof. and that was the reason why he went to uh, when he came back to the United States. That you know, ECW was knocking on his door. It's like, hey, we saw what you did in Japan. You want to come wrestle with us? Yeah, and at the same time, ECW knocked on Japan's door. You yeah. know, FMW, and and there's you probably see some matches where you have some of the ECW crew going against them, and they can go toe to toe with them. Yeah. You know. Most iconically, the Masaka Tanaka, Mike Awesome matches. Oh yeah, he's been yeah he's he's mentioned when everything started going sour. Yeah, especially what I, what I didn't know was the Sabu part when he says yeah it was uh yeah there were the Yakuza was right there and um I think I don't know if it was during the ring because because my video feed was sucked I don't know if it was in the ring or some hallway or something probably in the ring. You know, he got you know, he got thrown or something in a during a match and he got bumped into these guys in suits, he figured out oh, they're businessmen. No, they were the Yakuza, so they were kicking him. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, he got hit and you know, he was getting also hit by Mike Awesome. Yeah. And that was because, you know, Onita passed it to the uh, the ring announcer and everything went downhill from there. Yeah. Going away from death matches, they hired a guy that pretty much WWE'd it. Mm-hmm. Or in that case, WWF'd it. Yeah. So yeah. which forced Tony to back out, back out of retirement to fix the damage. But unfortunately, he's not the big man anymore. He's working under somebody. Yeah. But he was mega pissed. Man, it was a little too late. Including, including, and and I think he hated it when uh, there was a big board meeting. And he didn't realize that when he got in, they were just saying, you know, please, Mr. Onida-san, you know, pack up your things and go. Yeah. They they knew they, they 
they actually wanted him to stay there, but they had no choice. Tell him to go. Yeah, including, uh, I forgot the other Japanese uh, wrestler, but he was speaking English. And he explained it real well. Uh, everything Onita did, he packed audiences. The next time, and then, you know, the next day that the ring, the next show where, where the ring leader, uh, the ring announcer was the Baker Cheese, and their, their very first match like that, like he said, small peoples. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I saw it, I was like, whoa, a lot of empty seats. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was more to say. You know, FMW played an important role in in the history of wrestling in terms of death matches and everything like that. Yeah, and then they only brought it back one time in what twenty fifteen. Uh huh. As an anniversary special, especially especially because of Hayabusa. Yeah. Oh man. They even showed. And there was a big warning. It says, like, warning, uncensored content, you know, you know, viewer discretion is advised. And they had to show that match, that sad, horrible match where he was supposed to do a trick in the air. He slipped, and he fell on his forehead. And and uh, that cha that forever changed the FMW because they lost their big star, their big moneymaker. Oh, I'll never forget that. There's two things in the world that I know I can I'll never forget in wrestling, that one and what happened to Owen Hart. Yeah, and uh, he still kind of was involved in wrestling, but you know he couldn't. He wasn't the same. It wasn't the same, and then he died in the age of forty-seven. Yeah, before he died, he, he did like an anniversary thing for him, and um, he was paralyzed. He he was paralyzed, and he spent. A, the good amount of his life that he had re rehabilitating himself to the point where when he did his anniversary because he never got the chance to retire how the way he wanted to retire and so they did this special for him and seeing him getting up from the wheelchair and walking up the ramp you know I almost cried because I never thought I would see this guy walk again you know, I've seen his matches. His matches were phenomenal. But how the way he fell, it reminded me so much of Owen Hart when he fell. You know? And... Oh, God. Oh, Yeah. So. Yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance to go watch the FMW episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, you can go to Vice... Uh, the Vice Channel, Viceland, and uh, or your local provider, and see if they have it, and go ahead and watch it. It's really good. And and I'm reading a little bit of FMW. Sorry to end it. Uh, huh. with the resurrected FMW. So they so they call it Cho Sento Pro Resu FMW. Yes. Yeah. Um, Onita announced in 2021 that he would be starting front. Martial Arts Wrestling Explosion, in which the promotion would specialize in exploding death matches. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, God. Yeah. So, before we go, hold on. Do you know what's the next episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Uh, let me see real quick. Because, 
you know, last week's with uh, Chris Canyon. And oh, yeah. The, uh, I, I and, can see why people were pissed at The Undertaker. And the also, famous chair shot. Yeah, and also, too, um, why didn't they have Raven? Oh, yeah, yeah Raven I, was mad. Oh, yeah. I was, he tweeted, like, well, I knew him a lot more. Yeah. What the hell? Well, you know? well I was going to say, like, you know, with uh, Chris Canyon and then the plane ride for hell. Jesus, man. Like, I've heard so many stories, but how the way they said it, oh, man. And and it explained the famous Mr. Mister Perfect quote. Yeah. You know, when he was talking about, yeah, Brock Lesnar, brother, well, guess what, boy? You know, I beat your ass 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. That that solidified what Mr. Perfect was talking about. Mm-hmm. So, so far, we had um, the two-part Brian Pillman, uh, the ultraviolence of Nick Gage, Collision mm-hmm. in Korea, Becoming Warrior of the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, in the shadow of Grizzly Smith, so this was Grizzly Smith, Jake Snake, the Jake the Snake, Robert, Sam Houston, Rock and Robin. That was that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dynamite Kid. Oh God. The Plane Ride from Hell. The Double Life of Chris Canyon and Blood and Wire. The Onita's FMW. And I think one, two, three. The next four episodes, including the last one's going to be a big doozy. Okay, we'll read them all. Bikers, bombs, and bedlam. Johnny K Nine. This is about Ion Croy Turo. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Many Faces of Luna Vachon. Okay. Uh, Extreme and Obscene, Rob Black's XPW. Okay. And finally, the infamous The Steroid Trials, which is just the cor- about the court case, the United States versus McMahon. Oh, boy. Wasn't Extreme Pro Wrestling had the infamous uh, yeah. New Jack? Yeah. Yeah. It did. <laughs> okay. Alright then. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful week. Tune in next week where we talk about more crazy things that's going on in the world of wrestling. Until then, I am Captain Cats. And we are Cats. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful week. Keep watching wrestling and have a good one. Yo-ho!